Today, we embark on a powerful life-transforming journey through the 12 steps that will lead to a deeper encounter with Jesus Christ. No need to be addicted to drugs, alcohol, or anything else. But if you are, that's okay too. There's only one requirement, a desire to live out the greatest commandment, to love God, neighbor, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The wisdom and the power of the steps will shape you more into the person who, has, who God has designed you to be. So you can do just that. You'll examine, uncover, and discard the things that block you from a deeper kind of love with God, others, and yourself. You'll be invited to do a deeper dive into your past, examine your character flaws and strengths, and look at your own part in your hurts. You'll surrender, confess, make restitution, and guide others into relationship with God that will grow your faith. Sound familiar? It's gonna be simple. It's not gonna be easy. It takes courage and honesty and open-mindedness and willingness. And each step is rooted in the Bible and has an associated spiritual principle. The roots are in following Jesus and will teach you how to do just that. No matter what you have done or failed to do, no matter what's been done to you, no matter what your past or your current circumstances. Steps one through three help create peace and deeper relationship with God. They're basically the well-known salvation prayer. Steps four through seven methodically move you to be at peace with yourself. And steps eight through 10 powerfully show you how to clean your side of the street and be at peace with other people no matter how they respond. And finally, steps 10 through 12 provide the practices and discipline to keep, grow, and share what you have found. All these things are the way of Jesus. Last week, we celebrated God resurrecting Jesus Christ. Today, we allow God to resurrect us for his glory. And it all starts with step one, which says this, we admitted we are powerless over blank and our life or parts of our life are unmanageable. The spiritual principle of step one is surrender or acceptance. And we see surrender and powerlessness most unmistakably on the cross. The paradox is hidden in plain sight. We have crosses around our necks or we have them in our churches, in our cars, tattooed on our bodies. Okay, maybe there's just a few of us that do that. But there are atonement theories all around what God did on the cross. Jesus chose powerless on the cross. He surrendered. And he also boldly proclaimed that if you're going to be his disciple, you got to pick up yours. You must enter your own powerlessness. You must surrender. But if we're honest, we avoid it at all costs because surrendering isn't something most of us are particularly good at or something the world teaches us to do. Alcoholics and addicts come face to face with their own powerlessness over substances and the wreckage that their behavior creates in their own and other lives. They teach us how. Because they are forced to surrender or they die. But you might be protesting right now. I don't struggle with that, that ain't me. That's okay, it still applies. This week, I polled people to share places in their lives or people or things that they're powerless over. And here's what they said, it was powerful. My child's addiction, my child's mental health, disability, or poor choices, I can't change. My own past trauma of rape or abuse, a betrayal, somebody cheating on me, infer infertility, miscarriages, 
the loss of a child, cancer, and other diseases that are or will kill me or a loved one. Pornography, sex addiction, relationship hopping, drugs, alcohol, spending. I overworked to escape. Somebody died who I love. The ending of a marriage or important relationship. I'm trying to fix somebody who doesn't want help. Paul highlights the principle of acceptance and surrender in the Romans passage. He doesn't understand his own actions. He wants to do something different. He wants to change it, but his fortitude and will fail. He can't fix it. He can't change that. You see, doing something over and over again, expecting a different result, that's what Paul's talking about. It's also the definition of insanity. We all have past hurts, habits, resentments, hangups, or addictions that block us, that hurt us, that hurt others, that affect us. Often they're fueled by powerful desires. Sometimes it's our own sinful behavior that bring us to our knees. Consequences then mount. We want to stop, but we can't. Or sometimes it's not that. It's, it's other circumstances, situation or people close to us, which creates unbearable pain and continues to negatively impact our life. For some, their whole life is spinning out of control, not because of their own sin or even others' brokenness, but just by life being life. For some of you, it may not be dominating all of your life, but there's something in your life, something painful, something uncontrollable, something unmanageable. Nothing works. Not money, not time, not helping or saving behaviors, not force, not manipulation, not control. Whatever it is, is beyond your emotional relationship, relational financial or spiritual resources. Your strategies and coping aren't working. And it doesn't matter, again, if it's your own brokenness and behavior that's created it, somebody else's, or just life. What is it in your life that you're powerless over? What in your life, in full or part, is unmanageable? Take a minute to think about it. You know, I met with Lori this week. She's a Portico Cafe volunteer, and she gave me permission to share. Until the age of 41, she was agnostic and rejected Christianity, in part because she went to a private Baptist school, which told her she was going to hell because of her sexual orientation. She was deeply in love with a woman and in a long-term relationship and later in life. And she described this relationship as being the foundation, the most important thing to her. And she remarked, all of my hopes and dreams were wrapped up in this relationship. And when the relationship ended terribly, all those hopes and dreams were dashed, smashed, gone, burned. She had deep pain and suffering and had to accept its demise. And prior to the relationship ending, they had planned this huge trip. It was already paid for, the whole family going. She went anyway, and it was gonna be hard. So during this trip out of the country, she visited something called the Tikal Maya Ruins in Guatemala. A man there talked about God, this guide, and, and, and the divine in a way that really related to her, connected to her, and it caused her to want to seek out God for the first time in her life. She had accepted that it was over and surrendered. Lori's powerlessness and pain was the beginning of her journey back to God and Jesus Christ. That was her cross. You see, step one shows us a way to live acceptance and surrender. It's quite simple, but it's not easy. And when you do it, you'll never be the same. It's a simple posture. And the posture is this. I can't fix it, and I surrender. 
I wave the white flag. You'll never be the same when you arrive in that space of not being able to fix or change a situation, a person, a thing, your use, your habit, your hurt, and you invite God in. Here's the point. God's power is found in your powerlessness. When you surrender and accept what is, God will meet you right there, no matter what it is for you. Here's why it matters. We come to cultivate trust in Jesus Christ when we aren't sure that we can trust Jesus Christ. Powerlessness forces that upon us. And if you don't surrender, you won't have peace. And it may just block you from knowing, experiencing, and sharing Jesus's love in a profoundly deep and meaningful way. When you wave the white flag of surrender, accept that you've lost, that your butt's been kicked, that you can't go on in this way, you've discovered the spiritual principle of step one. In another letter, Paul says, the cross is folly to all those who are perishing, but to people who are being saved, it is the power of God. That's a paradox. I don't know what you're powerless over. I've been powerless over drugs and alcohol, and I've had to Wave the white flag in other areas too. But I know this, surrender in Jesus Christ will meet you there and you will discover the power of God and you'll never be the same. Let's rise together. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.